0: special edition of look at his Butt interview with echo
1: this is Kitty we're doing take two here <laughs> because I am on my own Lena has left me alone with recording equipment and I am in San Francisco um, interviewing a visitor to our fair city and that is echo who longtime listeners will remember is a friend of the podcast, and she is famous throughout the entire internet because of her Star Trek inspirational posters, which went viral. Everyone loved them and
0: and still talks about them. So welcome to the show. And can I just say that uh, being internet famous is the best kind of famous, because all day long people send you messages telling you how great you are, but you don't have to worry about the paparazzi taking pictures (laughs) of you through your bedroom window. (laughs) So yes, um, oh, we could arrange for that.
1: I, I saw something I, where you can hire paparazzi to follow you if you get off on that type of thing.
0: I don't need to feel that important. No, no.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Now let's see. It still says it is recording, so we're okay.
0: Fantastic. Okay, this so is great. <laughs> tell me, yes. what was your first exposure oh. to Star Trek? Well, I grew up. I'm young enough that not only did I grow up watching Star Trek, but I am the daughter and the niece of uh, two women who grew up watching Star Trek. Uh, My aunt and my mom were both kids. When the original show premiered, um, my aunt, you know, from watched it, was about 12 years old, uh, had a major crush on Spock, still does to this day, still a big fan. Um, my mother's more of a fan of Next Generation, so I got, and Deep Space Nine, so I kind of got the whole experience. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember Star Trek always being on. You know, I'd come downstairs and my mom's watching the repeat of Next Generation early in the evening, and then the new episode of Next Gen comes on, and then the new episode of Deep Space Nine comes on, and so it felt like it was just always on. And, and my mom and my aunt were always discussing the show because Deep Space Nine was. Basically a soap opera, and it would always—they'd always say, "Well, wait a minute now." In season two, didn't Dak say? And so there was always this discussion of it. And so I was familiar with all the characters and knew all the kind of personality quirks, all the clichés about how all the characters acted. And um, but I wasn't really a fan of the show until just a couple years ago. And the reason actually came about because of uh my involvement in the slash community and i don't know how what what the uh distribution is of people who discovered trek and then discovered slash or vice versa but um i discovered slash um, about 10 years ago yeah it would have been about 97 or 98 stumbled across it by accident um i i was it was a uh, the fugitive uh someone had done a short piece of slash fiction based on um, Gerard and um, the doctor whose name escaped me from the Fugitive. was this on the internet? Yes. Okay. Um, and it was because at the time I was a fan of Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. And so stumbled across it uh, and and at first was kind of repulsed. I mean, but but all at the same time fascinated. I'm like, why would somebody write about something like this happening? But then later I was thinking about it and I'm like, That's actually kind of interesting. And so every time I got into a new fandom and I've gotten into, you know, I've skipped from one to the other over the years and it was like MASH and then it was Star Wars and I'd always go and look and see, well, what does the Slash look like in this fandom? And sometimes it's better and sometimes it's worse. Um, But the one, the the fandom that I was into for the longest time, both just the fandom in general and Slash was uh, U2, the band. And I wrote a lot of YouTube slash fiction Was part of that community, very active, involved, probably more so than any other fandom involved in that community. And um, I got to the point where I had written so much <laughs> that I was just, I wanted to write more, but I was just kind of tired of exploring the same. It's like there's only so many ways to write a blowjob. And so <laughs> I, we had to come up with the new... Um, uh, venues, if you will, and and the U two fandom. I mean, it's quite small. And if you're not, you know, unlike Star Trek or Buffy, if you're not a part of it, you don't hear a lot about it. And but it, it's a very small, closely knit community. And there's a lot of room, a lot of tolerance for strange ideas. Um, someone wrote a story about U2 in the end times. It was this apocalyptic story. I mean, just strange settings and, you know, historical, um, you know, alternate universe type things. And so what I did was I thought, um, I will do a a series of short stories. I didn't want to write a big epic. I'll do a series of short stories that are science fiction oriented, that take place. um, For example, I I wrote one um, that took place in the Blade Runner universe. It's like U2 is still a band. Uh, It's from early in the band's career, and they're touring and struggling, but it all takes place in the Blade Runner universe. And one of the band members they find out is a replicant, but they don't know which one. So it was very, I mean, it sounds silly, but when you're involved in fandom, you know, I don't have to tell you. No, you do not (laughs) have to tell me an actor. That doesn't sound silly at all. That's a very intriguing um, idea. So I made, I did one that was based on Silent Running. I did one that was based on Red Dwarf. And I got, and then I started thinking, well, geez, my aunt has all of the original series on DVD. I should watch some of those and maybe get some ideas, you know, just for like a a, a backdrop, you know, for a story. And so I started watching them, and I was like, wow, this show is really good. I guess 15 million Star Trek fans can't be wrong. No, no. Um, So, yeah, I started watching them just kind of for research purposes and eventually just started watching them for their own sake and just within a few weeks, because I had all the DVDs and I had a lot of free time, uh, watched the entire series and was just, um, I mean, that was it. And uh, after that, I started watching a little bit of next-gen Which was not bad, Um, and I like a few of the characters, I like Data. But yeah, I mean, the original series I just love, and I think a lot of the things that I love about it are the things that everybody else that that people kind of complain about. Oh, it was campy and the bright colors and the miniskirts and. But I just think that's just a hoot. I know, you know? I love that stuff. And, and and so much of I've I've watched a lot of other '60s television, you know, and Here Come the Brides and, and shows <laughs> like that and Get Smart. And that's just how that was just what TV was. Mm-hmm. And so you can appreciate it in that context, you know, especially me being as young and not have not having been a part of that era Um, but I just I think that all the characters you know speaking as someone who, who writes and who writes things other than Slash I do do original short fiction that's respectable um, you know, I can appreciate taking these very, these characters which could so easily have been very one-dimensional. <laughs> you know, it's like Spock is logical and Kirk is, you know, charismatic. And but, and but actually, in certain episodes, giving them this depth and dimension. And, you know, we were just watching, uh, I'm here with my boyfriend, Don, who is also a Trek fan. And what we are doing right now, since we met, is we're watching the entire series, um, in order mm-hmm. on DVD and so we were on the train down here to San Francisco we were watching um, Space Seed and there were some McCoy moments in there that were just so it's like just they came and went but like the, the scene where uh, Kirk asked McCoy if he wants to go to the ship and of course, as well, if you're giving me a choice. Yeah. And it's just this little moment that is so human. Like you don't feel like you're watching actors on a screen. You don't feel like you're mm-hmm. watching a play. You feel like you're actually watching two people who know each other very well interacting. And so I really appreciate that about the show. And and that I think makes for good slash writing. You know, which mm-hmm. I ended up doing. And I actually feel kind of weird. I was getting this kind of anxiety. Once it, like I realized I was actually going to be doing this interview, it's like, I don't write K.S. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't write it <laughs> anymore? <I> write, <laughs> I write, I write, well, but I mean, I write Spock and McCoy, and, and, which is so, the just the nature of it is so different. Well, finally. and one of our, our very closest friends, John, mm-hmm.
1: wrote Spock McCoy and has yes. written some mm-hmm. some outstanding stuff. Now, you're going to have to send me the link mm-hmm. to your stuff so we can put that up when we post the interview and oh, everything so other people absolutely. will go and read it. Um Okay, I have a million questions based okay. on all the stuff you just told us. First of all, okay. I love um, the family connection, family history mm-hmm. with Trek. And having gone to a number of cons and, and met people who are you know bringing their small children with mm-hmm. them, did you
0: go... To conventions oh, when you were little, like no. with your mom or anything? my aunt, well, no, my mom, not a convention type of person. She was mm-hmm. never that into it. No, my aunt did go to conventions and she has a funny story and I feel bad that I'm telling it and not her. But she went to a con in the 70s and I don't remember where it was. It might have been Seattle, but um, Jimmy Dewan was there. He was the uh, featured guest. And so she, my aunt, has a Polaroid that someone took of her sitting on his lap. Oh, wow! <laughs> but here's the thing is, when she was there and she met him, it was obvious that he was a little <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Drink had been taken, I believe is what they say. And so a little bit later, she's in the hotel. She gets on the elevator, goes up a floor. Jimmy Dewan gets on the elevator, he's really drunk, and he kind of tips and falls on her. <laughs> And so I always think, for example, I met uh, Sean Astin. has nothing to do with Star Trek, but I'm getting to the point here. Okay. Uh, and ever since I met him, and he gave me a hug, and it was so nice. And ever since then, when I watch Lord of the Rings or when I see him on TV, I'm like, oh, I met him. He gave me a hug. <laughs> and so and I asked my aunt once, I said, when you watch Star Trek and you see Scotty, do you look I at him and go, know. that dude fell on me in an elevator? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I was never, I was just not, I think that's a a kind of a relatively recent thing of the parents who, they put the Ramones t-shirt on their kid and they they make the kid a little accessory. Um, So, yeah, I was not, um, I was not a part of any kind of fandom. And my aunt was never, my aunt, very canon, doesn't like Slash. I mentioned it to her one time. Mm -hmm. I said, how do you feel about these people that write these stories about Kirk and Spock? And she's like, it's not canon. And then that's it. And <laughs> that was And then we it. just move on. And so she does not appreciate things like, I mean, even if it's not slash, just gen, you know, fan fiction and, and silly things like that, a lot of the stuff I have not shown her because I just don't think she would appreciate right. it. Right. Which is unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, so she was never involved, you know, she wasn't part of any kind of community like that. Um, so it was really just within the family. So are, are you and your mom and your aunt all excited for the new movie? You know... We are cautiously <laughs> excited. I mean, I, I am, am certainly interested to see it. I think that's kind of what it is, is you hate to be like the Star Wars fans who are like, ugh, we got to go see this new Star Wars movie because <laughs> you know that George Lucas spoiled it. Um, I hope, you know, I mean, I, I do know that myself and my aunt and my mom are all fans of J.J. Uh, J. Abrams. And so, you know, we know that he can handle, you know, a big project and, and, wor- and make it work. And so in that respect, um, yeah, I mean, but it's not, yeah, I, it, I, I actually can't recall a time when we had, like, a lengthy discussion. But, but, yeah, I mean, I certainly, and especially, it was fortuitous that I got way into Star Trek, right when they announced that that was going to happen, oh. and saw the posters, mm-hmm. you know, for the teaser posters, and so yeah, it's like, excellent timing, you yes. know?
1: great. Um,
0: but I do, I mean, I, we did, myself and my mom and my aunt, we did go see all the next gen movies in the theater when they came out, and, and you know, and that was exciting, um, especially for my mom, because she's more, and, and she, I mean, her favorite character in the entire Star Trek universe is Data. And they have done so much fun stuff with him, you know, and so she really appreciates that.
1: So, let's talk about the posters. How did those come into being? What inspired you to do
0: inspirational posters? Uh, It was, well, my general inspiration for doing anything on my website is, I go and, you know, I get into a fandom, I look at what else is going on and I say to myself, well, that's pretty good, but I think I could do better. And so um, what I had seen was, I, I mean, I had seen parodies, the despair, you know, .com uh, spoofs of the, of the uh, um, inspirational posters. But what I had seen that triggered it for me was someone had made a set of a couple hundred um, role-playing game related, mostly Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. but there was a little bit of, like, anime and things thrown in, LARPing. Uh, and they were all. And I don't have a URL. I'm very sorry. I don't That's have okay. one close at hand. But but yeah. I mean, just this huge collection of posters that were you know that, quite similar. They weren't um, specifically uh, mm, like parodies. You know, they didn't. They weren't trying to parody the idea of you know being happy and you know determination and that sort of thing. It was really just spoofing aspects of role playing. And so I saw that. I was. Just getting into Star Trek and just getting into, you know, all the quirks of the characters and all of the silly things, you know. For example, the poster um, for the, uh, the Apple. Oh, the pri- yeah, the one that's titled The Prime Directive. Um, That was something that I actually thought. When they go to this planet and they meet these people that are so happy, and it's like, but they aren't progressing. (laughs) And so they give them this knowledge, and that was what I thought, what it says on the poster. These people are so beautiful and happy and peaceful. Let's destroy their machine, God, and teach them how to kill and screw. It's like that. I mean, I, I can watch the show and see these Faults in the philosophy, <laughs> you know, and but but still appreciate it, you know, and that's that's kind of what it is. Is a lot of these posters, you look at it, and it's like, well, geez, do you even like the show? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's basically what it was. I saw these these uh, kind of Dungeons and Dragons posters, which I understood because that's another thing that I'm kind of into, and I saw that, and I'm like, this is the perfect thing for me to do because it's a lot of little things if you go to any of my websites you'll notice lots of little things you know rather than one big project like my icons i mean just thousands of icons that i've made for all the various fandoms Uh um so yeah that was it it was like this is the perfect project for my disposition you know and it was a complete fluke what happened um, that is the most interesting part, uh, maybe for, just for me. No, I wanted to hear about it. That was my next question. Well, so uh, now I had had, you know, 10 websites before that, and they'd always been very, you know, limited. And I would I would try to pimp these sites as much as I could. I'd go to every relevant live journal. If I was on any message boards, I'd say, you know, I'd, or Yahoo groups, I'd give them the URL and say, this is related to the fandom, and it's really funny, and you should go look at it. Uh, and 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 I would get some fan mail, you know, like a couple of months. Mm-hmm. People would say, you know, I really like this. And with the Star Trek posters, I didn't think I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it that it was a big deal. So I go to the Star Trek TOS live journal community, and I post one of the posters. I think it might have been the Kirk, the big, the very first one on there, the Kirk one. Mm-hmm. And it just says, you know, I made these posters. Uh, take a look. And that was it. That was all the promotion I ever did for, for my posters. And it was, it's like the, the, the set, you know, they told two people and then Mm -hmm. they told two people. And before I know it, I go and sign on and it's like, uh, you're out of bandwidth. Yes. And I was like, uh Oh, so I go and I buy more. And then an hour later, you're out of bandwidth and people just like, all of a sudden I get, you know, three emails and then I get 10 emails. And before I know it, I'm getting 150 emails a day. And I was just flipping out because I pay for the whole site myself. It's a labor of love. It's not a lot of money. Uh, I have you know, disposable income. It's not a big deal. But when I have to spend all of a sudden $50, $75 a, day, you know, a week oh on new gosh. bandwidth, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I'm going to have to get a second job. And there happened <laughs> to be somebody at work who said, oh, no, just get a PayPal donation thing. Put that on mm-hmm. there. And at first I didn't want to. Because I'm kind of paranoid about identity theft and things like that, but it was becoming dire. Yes. So I put it on there, and within five minutes of putting the button on the site, someone sends me $20. Okay, I'm, I, I'm a, not, we're stopping the interview, so I can go put this on yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really was. I thought the people would throw me a couple of bucks here and there, but yeah. I mean, there was uh, you know probably 10 or 15 people that gave me $25 for just... I looked at your posters. They were funny. Here's twenty five dollars. Wow! It's like I've been wasting my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I will and actually no, I was because I mean I made these in Photoshop, which I learned to use in art college. So I guess I didn't waste my art college. Right, education. right. Well, think about it though. You know, um, so many people
1: say, "Oh, you know, Trek, especially the original, inspired me to be a better person, or to become an astronaut, or you know, all these yeah, yeah, then, yeah. these different things." And you really tapped into that. The whole inspirational idea Mm -hmm. in a humorous way. And Lena and I have talked about this a lot of times that even people say, Oh, I hate truck, I never saw it. They understand it's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, its significance in our culture, mm-hmm. and so you really, you know, you had a, you had very good nerve with oh, that. Oh yeah, and I,
0: you know, I got emails from people who, first of all, I got emails all from all over the world. I mean, you know, f- people from the, Russia and people from Chile and you know Scotland and Australia and South Africa and you know telling me um, how, how great they were, and some of the, especially the the people from Japan who were writing to me in English. Their um, version of English was just so adorable. Yes, I know. (laughs) know, I've gotten emails email from uh, people who've read my stuff, Um, but I've got emails from people who were fans when the show was first on. And I've gotten uh, emails from people who are like, well, I don't really like it. My husband is really into the show. But, you know, even though they don't really watch it, you know, it has, it has saturated our culture so much. Oh, yes. Some of them are kind of obscure, mm-hmm. like the Nomad. or in or, some of the Slash ones obviously don't appeal to everybody. But you get something like Expendability, you know. It's mm-hmm. like Spock, McCoy, Kirk, and Ensign Ricky are going down to the planet. Guess who's not coming back? Everybody knows about <laughs> that. Yes, you know? yes. And so, yeah, I would get people who don't even like Star Trek emailing me to tell me how great they were. So, yeah, I mean, it was absolutely, completely unexpected. And, I mean, even now, it's been about a year and a half, and people sent me uh, about $1,400 in just donations. Wow. And I still get at least 10 emails a week. I mean, a lot of people, like, just have just discovered it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's like when I, it's like I got Slash Dotted, I got Farked, I mean, all those uh, delicious and uh, Dig It and, and all those. And look at um, his butt. Yes, and of course. <laughs> and that was the big thrill. Oh, and, you know, it was a roller coaster ride the night that I discovered that you had mentioned it because I downloaded the show where you mentioned it. And um, at the same, I'm listening to the show, and I'm checking my email. And what I had been doing was sending out responses to everybody. You know, I'd get Mm -hmm. get like 50 emails, and then I'd put them all, copy and paste all the emails, and send back a form letter that says, you know, um, a lot of people wanted to know where can I buy them. So I had like a frequently asked questions. Well, anyway, Mm -hmm. somebody reported that I was spamming. And so, as I'm listening to that particular episode of "Look at His Butt," where you guys were talking about me, I find out that my hotmail account was uh, revoked, canceled. And so, all, now I had saved all the email addresses, mm-hmm. so that I still had kind of a, a you know, um, record of all the people. It's just a show. Look at look at this list, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like all you know. And there was, a, of course, a lot of personal stuff. Mm-hmm. that can't be replaced, yeah. you know, and it's like, so yeah, that same night, it's like my account had been, uh, had been canceled because someone had said that I was spamming when I was responding to everybody's emails. And so it was, which was, you know, um, just heartbreaking. Yes, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, it was because I'd been a fan of the show and I don't remember how I even found out about it. It might've been podcast alley or but uh, yeah, I I listen. I mean, from the first show, you know, I just love them so much, and I down and with a dial up modem. Oh my god! I downloaded. God. I would set the thing. I'd set three of them. Go to bed. Wake up in the morning. They'd be there, and listen to every show. You know, and just a hoot. And so many like the Kirk and Spot go ice fishing was just. <laughs> I mean could not stop laughing you know um and and that's
1: my legacy I think so you know <laughs> if I'm remembered for anything in <laughs> fandom it's going to be yeah. that thing that you know took all of 15 minutes yeah <laughs>
0: The same way about the posters. Yeah, like I, there's another uh, site <clears throat> on my on my domain Echosphere that uh, it's called The Road to Fuchsburg, and it is just this little concept. I call it a web comic, you know. But it's just, just the whole the idea is me and some of my friends at the time, and then just our favorite rock stars and cartoon characters and hobbits and stuff are all in this bus, and we're on a road trip. <laughs> and so it's basically a web comic, but it's just you know a little face icon and then dialogue box. Um, rather than a proper comic. But that was my ultimate labor of love. It's like I spent five years, you know, working on this, not getting a whole lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with contributions from various friends and, you know, just not every single day, but, you know, fairly consistently over the course of five years updating this. And... You know, like I said, not a lot of feedback on it. I did it because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then here are these posters, the first batch of which I made in a few hours. And all of a sudden, people all over the world, thousands of people are telling me how great. And it's like, where where are you people? No, go look, go look at my other sites. <laughs> you know, and I and I did put that in my email response that I sent out to everybody. Good, I'm like, good. if you like this, you may also enjoy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because I just... Want to, you know? It's like I want people to love everything that I do. Well, yeah. but um, yeah, but I mean, after that, I had the icons, and I think, I think I had, I think I made the icon site um, shortly before you guys discovered it because you found the posters, and I said, well, geez, I need to let. You guys know that I heard your podcast, and I have look at his butt mm-hmm. icons. That's right, because you, you because
1: uh, <laughs> I was going through your emails before mm-hmm. the interview, you know, just kind of refresh. And, mm-hmm. and yes, exactly. At the time we found those, mm-hmm. is about when you wrote to us and said I did look at his butt icons, mm-hmm. and we were like just over the moon yeah. because oh, yeah. we love them. Yeah, and
0: some of those, and he's got the page up right now. Scroll down. Mm-hmm. Uh, up, up. Um, the, uh, yeah, the cat peeps look like Hitler. <laughs> they like, do! I mean, it sounds, I, I really hate that this, mentioning Hitler sometimes makes things funnier. <laughs> I mean, if you would have said Abraham Lincoln, it just wouldn't have been as funny <laughs> as if, you know. But yeah, and I mean, I just happened to find, like, the Kirk Light thing. Mm. So true, and so easy to just grab a picture, oh, yeah. throw the thing on there, and we love you, Davy, because... <laughs> I am also a fan of the Monkees and was a big fan right around the time that I first discovered that podcast. And so when I heard things like that, it was just that ultimate kind of crossover, yes. you know, um, you know, combo pack of fandoms. So anyway, oh, and what's the um, oh? I wish I loved someone that pointlessly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just such a quotable show. You know, oh, that's so wonderful and to hear, uh, Yeah, and we I- can sure talk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and I, I was worried when I thought about, you know, doing an interview. It's like, oh, I'm kind of long-winded. What if they need to, like, edit it down, but they can't find a place to chop it? <laughs> and I thought, now nah, I'll be among friends. I'll be <laughs> That's right, that's
1: right. Well, we loved your, your uh, reviews of Voice of the Planet, and oh, yes. uh, we did recently finally get around to, you know, looking mm-hmm. at especially the water one, because yeah. we wanted to see the... Oh, yeah, push out. <laughs> yeah. Stupendous, and uh, we were disappointed the same way you were that there was no Shatner swallow in this this whole yeah, thing. All the yeah, yeah was like what, what, yeah. what are you thinking? But um, those reviews were just, just hilarious.
0: Well, oh, and I just I couldn't help it. I did not go into it with the intention of doing that. And that sort of commentary is really uh more it's easier to do that when you have somebody with you mm-hmm. you know but even just by myself with no nobody to bounce things off of and kind of feed off of just watching those i just kept coming up with all of these you know, lines in my head, and I'm like, okay, I got to go back and start over. You know, <laughs> and and because I knew, you know, having already made contact with you guys, that I would have a, a suitable venue, yes, you know, for for that information to be distributed. And so, yeah, I mean, I really, and it's funny because. My aunt was the one that, that loaned me those, and I, I, those sat on her shelf in front of the TV for years and years and years, and I never knew what they were. Uh-huh. And I made the connection one day. I must have been looking on IMDb, and I saw those, and I'm like, it was like the motherlode. I'm like, here is this wonderful, you know, like, contribution. And, and you know, I'm not, like I said, I rise, Spock and McCoy, and DeForest Kelly, I mean, is really my favorite of the actors. But it's like, yeah, even if you don't like... Shatner, or you know, have a crush on him, and that sort of have feelings. It's like you can appreciate, you know. I mean, he really is. He's like I would, if he were a rock star, he would be David Bowie. Everybody can appreciate yeah. him. Men can admit, you know, yeah. th- that they find him appealing. <laughs> <laughs> we just got, a we thumbs, just, up we just got thumbs up from <laughs> So, um, so yeah, and it was funny when uh, when Don and I met. Uh, we were talking about, you know, I always, I try to drop the slash thing, you know, and that heavy fandom thing on on new friends early. Mm-hmm. Just so they won't be, be shocked. Yeah, so they won't be shocked later. Um, and and that actually has worked because I've had people. Um, you know, like just on the internet, who I would tell them, you know, who would say that they were Christian. And it's like, well, that can mean a lot of things. And so I'd say, well, here are my websites, and you can visit them, and, and they really will tell you everything you need to know about me. And then I'd never hear from them again. Well, <laughs> that tells <laughs> so you, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah exactly. But um, so when we, one of the very earliest things that we ever spoke about was the slash thing. And I'm like, I just want to make sure because not I'm not going to force anybody to read what I mm-hmm. write. But just in conversation you know you just make these references or if we're gonna watch Star Trek you know it's like there are certain scenes where you're gonna make kissy noises and and he was so cool about that and what he <laughs> s- what he said was anytime Spock you know, is talking to Kirk, and he says, you know, at the end of the sentence, Jim, uh, you just substitute the word sweetie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it still makes perfect sense, you know. <laughs> Do not grieve, sweetie. It is logical. And I just thought, oh, this one's a keeper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if he, gets, if he can understand that
0: mindset, yeah, that's great. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that, that was um, really... And actually... Other friends that I've had have been quite receptive to that as well. You know, they may not be into it, but mm-hmm. it's like they see it, they understand it, you know. And I saw a quote on Live Journal that, that made me think of that, and it's like watching... Um, I think they were watching the motion picture, and they, and they were like, there are people who don't believe that there was something going on between Kirk and Spock. Have they seen Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, the, the thing about we know watching it and already having an awareness oh and before i got really into star trek i had read the book nasa trek which I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know, know if that you've ever. One. Oh. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, really important for anybody, any KS fan, especially to pick up. It's the first half of the book is about the cultural impact, the pop culture impact that NASA has had mm-hmm. on the country. Oh, I have read that. And yeah, and the second half is oh. focuses on the, the Star Trek slash community, and particularly KS. Mm-hmm. And what's enjoyable to read about it um, is that it was written just as the internet was starting to take over yeah. slash fan. And so the majority of it was about zines and people meeting at cons, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in secret in case the right, right, right. came around. Um, and so, yeah, I a mean, really fascinating look at how people, you know, pre internet, when it was very difficult and required a lot of effort, you know, got together um, to share, you know, this interest. And um, so I. Lost my train of thought about where I was going with that. <laughs> um, but <it laughs> Oh, I think we were on how you, you bring up the Slash thing oh, early. Yeah, okay. Um, but, well, the oh, I remember what I was talking about. It was the, the awareness that I had of chaos, even before I got really into Star Trek. And so when I started watching the show, I was kind of looking for that. I had the Slash goggles on, <laughs> which you don't need to have on. But I was looking at that, and there are these moments like in uh the um what's the one where they go to the Shoreleaf planet Shoreleaf Shoreleaf <laughs> okay that's the easy uh, one <laughs> <laughs> what was that ding, movie ding, ding. what was that movie where that family was lost in space <laughs> and it, uh, it was in Shoreleaf the background scene in Shoreleaf you know mm-hmm. so obvious and of course Ted Sturgeon you wouldn't expect anything else from a guy like him and, I mean and even moments in moments in a mock time mhm um, which is supposed to be the ultimate hetero episode of Star Trek you know Um, But watching it, I thought, okay, yeah, I totally get why this was the er slash fandom Mm -hmm. you know, the the original. Um, But as I watched it, um, my feeling about it was, you know, I mean, and I I think that everybody feels this way, you kind of have to be attracted to both of the guys in the couple in order to truly appreciate, you know. And, I mean, I can... I understand it. I see it, you know. And I love, I mean, the chaos, kind of hu- the humor that comes out of the mm-hmm. fandom and all the cliches about uh, Ponfar and, Oak oh, and cave fix and things like yes. that. Um, but as I was watching it, I thought, you know, Kirk, for me, is just not my kind of guy. I mean, he is that alpha male and the very charismatic, the ladies' man. I am way more about the... In soft-spoken intellectual or the humanist you know and it's like well that's spock and mccoy mm-hmm. and so i and, and also reading the ks slash there's a lot of uh kink that it's just not for me you well, know Well, and it's
1: also it, it's very interesting to me because that is as you said the ur fandom mm-hmm. but still in a, a huge huge percentage of it those two characters are so completely mischaracterized Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, they set it off, but then it's gone. You know, yeah. so far away from, yeah, from what you see on the screen. And unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap this up because oh. the tape's going to run out. This okay. is a little okay. mini tapey yeah. no thing, <laughs> but this was great. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for all your
0: chat and oh, insights. Yeah. Well, thanks and for coming up here and taking the time. It was this, I. I'm starting to feel real famous not just internet <laughs> oh no <laughs> I've created a monster I have to hire one of those paparazzi that's right <laughs> well thanks so
1: much and keep looking at his butt
0: I will <laughs>